All right, the whole reason we come down to SEC Media Day is talk to Rusty Manziel. Oh, all all three. One and done, and you're good. Hey, after this. Let's <laughs> this. We're hitting, we're hitting tootsies. It's on. Cousin Shane, he's been ready to rock and roll. How you doing, Rusty? Good, man. Thank you all for having me. I, first off, I want to say uh, thank you. I mean, uh, I, I've done a lot in 13 years, but I'm telling you, be on your podcast and kind of telling my story, which yeah. really I don't know the intention that day, but – we kind of just got talking an hour later. It was over with, but I had—I can't tell you how many people uh, reached out to me. It was like, "Damn, that was cool." I listened to the whole hour. I was like, "Well, good," you know. And, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate it, man. It was awesome. Yeah. And then, you, then you hooked me up <laughs> on Fine Bomb. I was telling you guys a story. I'm driving down the road and my phone blows up. I'm like, "What is going on?" They're like, "Dude, they're talking about you on Fine Bomb." I was like, "I either got my fifty—I either got coming. my fifty-year scholarship back, or something's not good." But uh, I appreciate the kind words, man. Well, Thank I'm just so trying much. to repay for everything you've done. You've been oh, one of man. the best to me. I appreciate so, it. You know, awesome. you, you got to pay it forward. You know, I feel like we're just, you know, your vibe and, and y'all's vibe. Just a couple of dudes just talking ball, man. You know, yeah, that's yeah. kind of that's kind of me. People ask me things. I'm like, look, there's a million people that can do this. We're just it's like being a barbershop man talking ball. Yep, that's right. So uh, I just like the recruiting side of it. Just listen. I could. That's I would crazy. love to be a fly on the wall. Just crazy. The Reuben, the Reuben Foster story. Oh, I got so many texts about that. So <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was thinking I'm gonna get a text from Reuben at some point. Going, damn man, bust me out. But is there any on your drive home? You're like, man, I should have told them. Uh, Here's your shot not, right now. Not, you know, pr- probably not really. I mean, I told you. I, people ask me if I'm ever gonna write a book. Maybe I will one day, and I'll right, get right. something there. But I've got a ton, man. There's been some crazy, you know, stories. But to me, it's it's the the success stories, you know, the kids I've covered. And, uh, you know, Eric Stokes, who was a last-minute Georgia flip that morning. I remember Georgia fans were like, man, what are we doing taking this guy, you know? And, mm-hmm. You know, three years, three years later, this dude was a first-round draft pick. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's fun to watch those those kind and those those kids. So, um, I'm sure I'll, I'll remember one one day, but I'll save it for the next time we're on. Right, I'll, right. I'll make some notes, like save that for <laughs> save that for that SEC podcast. What, what's an underrated storyline for Georgia this year? Because it was this time last year. I had my quarterback rankings. You said, "Boy, you missed on Stetson. Mm. You were you were dead right." Uh, what what's something maybe everybody's missing on Georgia right now? Um, you know, for me, I think Georgia. Um, it's going to be better defensively. And the reason I say that is because they're going to be able to have more pass rush. Mm-hmm. If you think about the end of last year when they lost Nolan Smith in that Florida game, yeah, I kept thinking this Tennessee game, I don't know how they're going to create pressure because Nolan Smith was out. He was kind of their dude there. Yep. But ultimately Georgia kind of changed their philosophy and used guys like Smile Munden and they were bringing different pressures. So I think that Georgia this year, Marvin Jones Jr., who was a five-star prospect, you know, two years ago, he had a he had a torn labrum last year. So he was on a pitch count at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Then you got Michael Williams, who came on late in the year. He was a five-star. Many thought could have been the number one player in the country that wasn't a quarterback that year. So they'll have Michael, they'll have Marvin Jones Jr. And a guy, I'll give you a name right now. Um, it might not be the first of the year, but by the time Georgia gets into that, what I think is that second half of the season, the bye week, then Florida, then you go to Knoxville, all those games. Uh, Damon Wilson, who was a five-star outside linebacker from Venice, Florida last year. Georgia went head-to-head with Ohio State. So I think Georgia has guys, but I think they're going to be able to create more pressure. Now, they don't have a Jalen Carter. They don't. You're not going to replace what he could do by himself. But I do think as a group and a whole, what they like to do and when they've been successful, even when Kirby Smart was in Alabama, 
and some of those defenses he ran there, what they've been successful on is being able to have that guy on the edge, that Lorenzo Carter, those types of guys, and, and that, that allows everybody else to be more athletic. So they had to get a little more creative last year, I felt like, but uh, defensively people are not really saying a whole lot about them uh, that I've seen so far. What about on the offense side? Is there any guys that you're maybe not a household name yet, but you're thinking at the end of the season will be? You know, they got a lot of experienced guys. The one guy I think if you follow Georgia, Arian Smith, he might be the fastest player in the country. I mean, he's a 10-200 guy, but he's been banged up. He caught a ball early in that Tennessee game last year. He caught that wide-open bust coverage yep. against Ohio State. Yeah. But he's been that guy because he's been banged up. He's just really a straight vertical line guy, but he's got a little – he's a real twitchy kid. So if they can keep him healthy, I think with – all the attention on Lab McConkey and everybody. Right. Obviously, when you, you faced him, Brock Bowers is the guy you got to cover as well. I think Arians entered Dominic Lovett. You know, yeah. Dominic Lovett, yeah. he, he got into Georgia pretty good last year. <laughs> uh, they, they had a great scouting report on him, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. All they had to do was turn on one tape, you know, and he, if he doesn't get hurt, man, who knows what's going exactly. on in that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, you look at him, but I think Arian Smith is a guy that could be like, dang, Georgia's, you know, adding this guy, but he just, he's got to stay healthy. Do you think it's fair to say that they have completely flipped that Alabama? Because it used to be, I really think Alabama was in Georgia's head. Right now, I think Georgia is in Alabama's head, and specifically Nick Saban. Because I know, I know, most expect Georgia to, to win the East, or win the obviously the East, the yeah. SEC, yeah. and the favorite to win it all. They should be, but if they don't get it done, we know the next five, ten years, as long as Kirby's there, they're going to yeah. be in contention. You cannot say the same about Alabama. They, they've got one or two more years, I think. Mm. Well, maybe, well, maybe, that, more, yeah. maybe yeah. more. But everybody, everybody, I said it four years ago. Yeah, seven Saban's years got ago. one. Yeah, the the got, pressure is on, though, yeah. for, for Alabama to catch up now. I, I think I can answer it in this way, and I don't want to uh, answer for Alabama, but I'll answer for Georgia. My thought is they're a very competent team. Yeah. They enter every game, no matter who's on that sideline, going, you know, we can beat them now because you beat Alabama, you beat, Al- you beat Ohio State, you know, you've won, you've won these big games, you know, and you found ways to win games like that. So I think, um, you know, you look at that and go, this Georgia roster from these older kids, they've won a lot of football games. And you can go all the way back to the, you know, this you guys got Tennessee background. So, you know, when you go back to the, the Peyton Manning year that they didn't win it, but they brought back a lot of kids on that team next year that won a lot of games. Yeah. You know what I mean? And T. Martin comes in and they, and they win those games. So they had to get over the Florida hunt. Georgia kind of had to get over that Alabama hump. So I think the confidence there is we can play with anybody and every single week we expect to win. And, I'm, and I'll be honest, it's a great question. I don't know that internally every time they stepped on the field of Alabama, they probably felt that way like, hey, we may not be able to beat these guys. You yeah. kind of finally get over that hump once. Uh, you know, it would be interesting. It's kind of a shame they didn't play last year, you know what I mean? Yeah. But next year, regardless, 2024, Georgia's going to go to Tuscaloosa. Um, and that's going to be a totally different team now. You know, yeah. as we dig into Georgia, this offensive line, they're going to lose four starters minimum probably. Um, Brock Bowers, who's maybe the best tight end in the last 20 years. So it's going to be a different set of players going over there next year as we get look forward. But I think to answer that question, I just think that Georgia's a, a, a really competent team. Well, they expect to win them all. I'm already on record. If Georgia wins again and they go to Tuscaloosa and beat Ooh. Nick Saban, he Ooh. may pull a Spurrier and just say, <laughs> uh, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> you know what, man? My good buddy Tim Watts, who uh, runs our, our Alabama, I told him about five years ago, I said, dude, Saban's got about one left. So every year he says to me, Tech, you still think he's got one left? I'm like, no, Tim. <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong, dude. So, how do, just, just, How do you think he does leave? 
I, I mean, do you think he goes out like he's waiting for that final championship opportunity, or do you feel like he, he lets everyone know this is his final season? Man, I'll tell you what. Um, I, I don't know what makes him stop because everybody that I, I – I don't know him at all personally. Yeah. I know a lot of people that know him. And this guy is wired to be a football coach. Yeah. You know, he's not going to – he doesn't – he don't have that own golden pond dream. Like, he ain't up there in a canoe with Miss Terry <laughs> fishing. You know what I mean? Like, he's got to have this, this competitive drive to him. So, I'll be honest with you, man, I, I don't know how. You know, I don't, people's like, well, if he wins one, you know, he might walk off. Very well could. But yeah. if he loses another game, I don't know that Nick Saban is going to sit there and say, that's going to be my last – that's right. going to be my last memory. Like, right. This dude's got it in him, and it's incredible, like, health-wise, you look at him. Like, yeah. I turned 50 this week. I'm like, damn, you look old, dude. Like, you look rough. You know what I mean? You look at Nick Saban, and you're like, this guy's fresh, you know? So I saw him out there stretching with the guys. I'm like, yeah. I don't even know if I can. I'm oh, not going to get on the ground. <laughs> no. I'll never get up. No. But he's good for college football. Certainly, you know, if he does walk away, he's going to be involved somehow, ESPN yeah. or somebody. Yeah. You know, it'd be crazy not to have him there. So, uh, it's a great question. I, I keep saying I, I quit. I quit saying it. Like yeah. this is it for him. You just don't know. Yeah. What's the biggest challenge for Georgia this year? Do you think it is? You know, they all say it's it's easier to get to the mountaintop than it is to stay there. Yeah. We're hearing all the stuff about the schedule. Sure. They should kill everybody. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's got to seep into the locker room at some point. That's complacency. How yeah. does Kirby handle yeah. that? They have those you know internal leadership deals and all that kind of stuff. I think. Um, Getting Cedric, he'll be here tomorrow. And I don't know if you guys will get a chance to talk to him, but Cedric Van Pran is one of the most impressive kids you'll ever meet. Like, he is super sharp. And getting him to come back this year, because you don't really want to place, replace a quarterback and a center. You yeah. know what I mean? So those two, I mean, he, he makes the calls for protections. And with Carson Beck, not, who, who I think is going to be the guy, not having a, uh, a ton of, obviously, like real experience. Uh, I think complacency, what, what goes in the locker room, because I don't care who you are. Uh, privately, you know you got a really good team, and everybody tells you how good you are. You yeah. know what I mean? Now, yeah. Kirby Smart and going there, and, and, and all that seven and five stuff. Nolan Smith's uncle, he ain't coming <laughs> in the locker room this year. Going, they they hate y'all. They no, nobody believes in y'all. <laughs> Everybody's like, who? Like, <laughs> I covered this team. Nobody tell y'all going seven and five. If that's what you want to hear, you know what I mean. So it's crazy. Players on the sideline now, championship game, saying that y'all saw we were going to be seven and five. No, nobody in the world, in the free world, say y'all going to be seven and five. Did, did Kirby? Uh, did he say anything about live streaming or recording in the studio? Is that is there an unwritten rule now? No, no man. I tell you that that whole deal. Uh, when I saw Nolan interviewed, Nolan said, "I I, I may have made that up. I'm not going to get guilty." So I love this. I've known Nolan for a long time, so I thought that was great to hear him say that. Is there, is there any game on the schedule that uh, you circle? I mean, obviously everyone's looking at, at Tennessee. but that, That's it. it. I mean, that's, that's not the, only, the only one for me, but I think um, Tate Rattledge would agree to with me walking into Neyland. Yeah. Uh, I don't get Tate in trouble, but uh, <laughs> you walk into that place, and I don't care if Tennessee is at, just just stay there 7-3. Right. They're going to get Tennessee's best, and they're going to get Tennessee's fan base the best because they know what Georgia fan base – rose up last year that place was crazy loud mm-hmm. uh Neyland's going to be rocking and rolling so you know I think when you look at that game it's hard not to look down there and see you know what's going to be at stake at that point you know I, I'm I've kind of been in a little bit of a bubble this summer and hadn't really read a ton on everybody I'm kind of seeing people think like South Carolina is that trendy 
kind of pick. And they got a quarterback coming back, and they finished the year hot. But I'm kind of thinking Tennessee's going to be better than people are kind of looking at because I think it's the, the system, you know, in, in this in, in what does Joe Milton do? You know what I mean? Yeah. He's such a mature man. You know what I mean? He's got this huge arm. And can they replace these wide receivers and some of those things will be the questions for them. But I, I just think that Georgia going into that game. And, and listen, South Carolina always has played Georgia tough for whatever reason. Florida, I think, you know, they got quarterback questions, what, what will happen there. But when you look at Tennessee and you go to Neyland, um, and that place is going to be – you talking about unhinged? Now, <laughs> that ball Navy's going to roll up about Tuesday. <laughs> they're they're going to be deep for that game. So Yeah, we uh, had your colleague uh, Grant Ferking on here. Yeah. He yeah. fired up Shane about what Josh Heupel and the balls are going to oh, do this yeah, year. Oh, yeah, well, they, they, right. they chest bump right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I tell you what, man, you're talking about a stud, Grant. I yeah. just got a chance to meet him last couple of months. You know what Smart. I mean? I kind of read his story. Yeah. But, dude, we had that NIL of, uh, event here on three. Um, like, he was really the point man. You know what I mean? Like, there was questions going on. They were going to him. And I thought, man, this this kid's sharp. And then the more more time I spent around him. So, I told Shannon, I said, I don't know how long we're going to have that guy. You better, you better enjoy <laughs> yes, it. You better he's enjoy dialed it. in. He, he's and sharp. Motivating. I, you yeah, know, I was like, yeah. man, what am I doing with my life? You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't, let me tell you something. Don't follow him on Instagram. It'll crush your soul. Now, this dude's like, he's in like Cape Cod on weekend, the Bahamas the next. I'm like, dude, I, I'm just, I just went to PCB for four days. Pineapple Willies. I thought I was doing something, you know. So, but Grant, Grant's sharp, and yeah, he uh, he, he's a very, very big piece of our puzzle. And Shannon, you know, I'll tell you, um, I, you know, Shannon, I've talked about it a million times, but he, the one thing that Shannon I thought had a great eye, you know, he, He's basically the one that found Josh Pate. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. When, when you come across Grant and, and you give him that much kind of power and authority and freedom to do, you know, to, to become who you are, and uh, I think Grant's going to be – I'm gonna to, that's going to be a hell of a bet for me because I'm going to be dealing with Grant, <laughs> Austin Price. I mean, this, this Georgia-Tennessee game this year is going to be – I don't know what's going to be on the line, man. I, I'm about to wear like a Peyton Manning jersey for like a month straight or something if they lose that one. So but yeah. we'll, have some, we'll have some fun with Hubs and, 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 yeah. and, and those guys. So really glad they uh, – uh, you know, all of us are on three together. Yeah. And, and one other – don't overlook Kentucky – Kentucky, for whatever reason, yep. plays Georgia tough. They're very Always. physical. Always. I like what they have at quarterback. Yep. Bring them back home at o- yep. OC. I know that game's in Athens, but yep. still, they even play Georgia tough down there. Dude, Missouri Missouri had Georgia on the ropes last year. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, it's not I, – I, I always caution Georgia fans, you know, like, hey, listen now. It's a gauntlet every week. You know what I mean? And, and I've done some interviews here, and it's really a shame. I don't understand the, the thought process of why Georgia's not playing Oklahoma this year. Yeah. yeah, didn't get them in twenty four. Might as well just let them play this year, you know. And but how great would it have been if listen to this now? If it had been Georgia at Oklahoma and Texas at Bama week two? Oh yeah, talking about not getting that done on a Saturday. <laughs> I mean, it would have been over that week. So, and I think that's really helped Georgia the last couple of years. Opening against Clemson, yeah. opening against Oregon, keeping that team. I guarantee locked you, in. if Kirby Smart sat in his chair right now and you ask him if he had a chance to play Oklahoma or Middle Tennessee or, or Ball State first game, he'd take Oklahoma yeah. because it keeps the focus. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Georgia's not fighting to play those games just to, for exposure. He understands what it does for the summertime. Like, you got to be prepared. His first game he ever did was that kickoff against North Carolina. Yep. Yeah. And then they scheduled all these deals. And then, and then you know, obviously, you do this four or five years in advance. Right. But then the season kind of starts. The, the, the SEC has expanded, so it's kind of taken it out of his hands. But Georgia – Georgia opens with Clemson next year. Yeah. Mercedes Benz. Dude, 
That's, we're talking about a soft schedule this year. Oh, that yeah. changes next hey, year. They, no, there was nobody. There was no. You knew it was bad when the Tennessee and Alabama fans were going, dang, man, I feel bad for y'all. Like that. That's a rough one. That's a rough schedule, man. You, and, and a sneaky game, you know, you go to Ole Miss. Yeah. You know, Lane Kiffin can dial up on you in a heartbeat. They play this year. Georgia plays Ole Miss That's this year. That's my trap game right there. Yeah. Ole yeah. Miss. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Lane Kiffin is hard to deal with mm-hmm. in a one-game scenario because, yeah. I mean, dude can call plays now. And if they get their quarterbacks rolling, that type of thing. So, uh, there's some games with Georgia that, that – that I think is going to make them make them a little bit tight as a fan base, but um, certainly this team is very capable of winning a national championship. Now, yeah. there's a lot of quarterback play. Carson Beck, you know, I, I've said it all week. Uh, Any surprise he's not here? Or no, really? because they and, and, and really, truthfully, you think about the respect of a of a of a because he's not quote unquote named the starter yet. Right. I right. mean, they they know this. That's probably going to be the guy they're going to roll with. But mm-hmm. to me, to walk up here and diss you got to carry some weight in the locker room. Yeah. So, Cedric Van Pran, Mario Lassiter, and Brock Bowers. Yeah. Brock Bowers would be good because he uh, – we had him at the national championship, and he's kind of a man of few words. You know what I mean? But um, I, I told Georgia fans this week, you better you better enjoy 19 because <laughs> these don't come around. Like, this this dude is, is, is really damn good. They don't come around often like yeah. this. Anything at this event that you're hoping to learn from Georgia? Uh, I'm interested in, well, I mean, just like early on because, you know, sounds like well, there were some injuries the last week of spring practice with Smile Munden, who I think is one of the best linebackers around. Mm-hmm. And then Branson Robinson, who was another highly rated running back. You know, if you look at Georgia right now, the wide receiver spot, I feel like they're loaded. Right. The O-line, they're loaded. Tight end room is stupid loaded. Running back is where you could because because people ask about Mike Bobo. Mike Bobo, this is a different skill set. What they're bringing in, it's not. This is not you know Todd Gurley, Keith Marshall, and oh wait, you got two freshmen, Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle waiting. Right. You know what I mean? This is Kendall Milton who's been banged up his whole career. Got hurt again in the spring. Branson Robinson who's banged up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you lose Kenny McIntosh. So. Really, uh, you know, Mike Bobo, I, I, I personally think they're going to have to turn it loose, you know, for yeah. a while and kind of, you know, find out who's Dejon Edwards going to be that guy. Is Kendall Milton going to be Andrew Paul's coming in off of an ACL last year. So there's some questions at running back for sure. It's not your typical, when people think Mike Bobo, it's not that, that team that they had with, with all those years he had. Let's get downhill and power out, run, you know, run the ball tall sweep. That's kind of, that, that, those days are over. They're not built like that anymore either. Right. So. Running back is kind of a weird deal. We all grew up. If you had a stud running back, it was on. But, yeah. but now the game is so fast. It's played outside on the edge. You know what I mean? Jalen yeah. Hyatt and those guys are, yeah. you know what I mean? you gotta have, you got to have the difference makers on the outside. A little bit more of a committee, too. The, the yeah. old three-down back, you just don't see them too much No, it, well, The kids want to leave college with less carries. Yeah. yeah. The first group of kids that I covered that were like, hey, I want to go with you because I want less carries was – Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. Yeah, like I want to be fresh as I can when I get there. Uh, if we get to the NFL, so that that's kind of the deal now. Everybody like George is trying to take three running backs in this class. Yeah, you know, ten years ago, I'd be like, what are, what are they thinking? <laughs> you know what I mean? But now everybody's like, no, let's do it by committee. Right. Save carries. All about getting to that second contract. If yeah. you can get there, Nick. Uh, you know, Saquon Barkley's in that deal right now, where he's franchise or not, Nick did sign a, a deal I think two years ago because he was a second rounder, so he had a little more freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, on his deal, but I think Nick will probably wind up getting um, a pretty good. The day Todd Gurley kind of that was the last big contract you probably ever see. 
but yeah. he got hurt. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So they that I don't know the running backs. Too. Oh man, Sa- <laughs> I'd be interested. <laughs> Sorry, still dagger, wasn't it? Still dagger. But I, I think uh, I think when you look at that, um, what Saqu- Saquon does this year, how they if they franchise him, if they give yeah. him five years, because I hadn't seen one. I mean, look at Zeke at the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean he's. He's been pretty downhill since he got paid. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Nick Chubb. They're afraid. Jacobs Nick, is another yeah, one. You know, yeah. he's talking about holding out. Nick, so. Nick Chubb is wired different. You know, he's not trying to get a hundred million dollars, but yeah. I mean, he's the second highest NFL career average, I think, per carry, five point two yards. Just working out the high school the other day, just every day getting ready. What's he squatting these days? They, they <laughs> basically cut, they basically cut him off. <laughs> yeah. So the other day they have a uh, in his hometown, Cedartown, they have a. Um, they have one of the best. He's a wheelchair athlete. Yeah. This guy does all the distance, and he's like one of the top in the world. So he brings this uh, a, a, a wheelchair race to his hometown. And from what I read, Nick Chubb was not invited. He was not asked to come. Nick Chubb showed up to meet everybody at the finish line. Wow. Just unannounced. Oh, that's cool. You're talking about, like, different? Yeah. I mean, that guy, I mean, that's just the way he is. Yeah. And I asked him the other day when I saw him, I said, dude, I – I saw on Facebook that you just showed up and played pickleball in town. He was like, yeah, I just rolled up the court. I was like, well, who are you playing with? He's like, I don't know, some, some local kids. And, and like, the kid's dad was like, hey, I picked him up. Like, Nick Chubb just played pickleball with us. And dad was like, what? No, he didn't. They took a picture, you know. Like, yeah. he just rolled up to the old city, city courts and wow. played some pickleball. He loves it. Loves pickleball. So, you <laughs> He's a pickleballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm proud of his what hey, he's been going on. Steps. But yeah. right now, I'm, I'm not sure he wants to play pickleball with Nick. You know what I mean? That's, no, not at so. all. You got to think. Last question for Rusty. Oh, man. Uh, no, I just appreciate you coming on. It's and awesome, uh, man. If you ever get one of them on three polos and about a 5X, you just bring them. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what right? I'll do. I'll cut you a deal. You keep walking, and I'll get you a four. <laughs> <There> you, <laughs> you know, everybody's got that shirt in their closet, their wife or somebody wants to. Baby, I'm, I'm going to get back into that. Yeah. And she's like, whatever. I, this thing's like spring of 98. I was like, I'm, 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 look, I lost two pounds this weekend. You know what I mean? So I got a whole wardrobe. But just like that, yeah, I got like, to shrink down. Well, and it's, just tough, get into it. it's tough to lose weight in this town, man. I tell you, that's dude, one thing I'm, Nashville can dude, cook. Oh my God, yeah. there's so many. Like people, I saw a lot of people in the lobby hadn't been here in a while, and they're like, "What happened?" <laughs> I was like, "It's called growth, <laughs> quick." But yeah. somebody saw me got distracted there. You thought Daniels was walking by? No, they had a food tray they were bringing by. <laughs> so, they, yeah, dude, it's great food here, and yeah, that's yeah. that's a good. Let me tell you something now. You want some food recommendations, my, my man Grant. Mm-hmm. He knows he, he is the yeah. mayor oh, yeah. of, of the right. Yeah. Tell you, don't follow him on Instagram. <laughs> You'll stay hungry and, and, and stay broke because that man, that man's living it up right now. Before you go, Rusty, can you tell the audience where can they find all your work? Anywhere on Twitter, um, at Rusty Mansell underscore uh, M A N S E L O underscore, and then Instagram. Uh, I haven't had a chance to to uh, change my name yet because I've got I've got the old blue check on Instagram. <laughs> Don't know how that happened, but that's still Mansell two four seven. So I, eventually I will. We had the Instagram guy. We had the Instagram guy here at uh, at the, at the um, on three nil event. It was funny because I was like, I need to talk to this guy about if I change my name, do I lose all that? As soon as it got over, I didn't realize the Instagram. That's those kids' world. They swarmed him. Yeah. Like, hey, one of us verify. Like, one of us verify. You know, and 
I remember Sammy Brown, who's the five-star. Yep. You know, Sammy's like, hey, man, I, I was like, this guy needs to be verified. I can assure you that these, these, this guy needs to be verified. So I waited my turn and kind of talked to the guy from him and said, look, if I changed my name. And he gave me the email, email me and put this on. I didn't hurt from him. So <laughs> I know that the guy that works for Instagram gets hit up. There yeah, is yeah. no telling. Oh, I imagine. No yeah. telling. So, but it's fun. Thank you guys yeah, for having thank me, you man. So much, Again, Russell. I can't thank you enough for the, the kind words, man, you said about me. And uh, you uh doing a good job, man. Appreciate and, and it. My mom. You got the proof of my mom now. She, <laughs> my mom said, I'll just sit around and watch that podcast sometimes. <laughs> so if the views go up about three every week, you know my mom's laying somewhere on the beach in Florida just watching it on her phone. So I appreciate that, man, yeah. so All much. Right. Thank you, right guys. There.